0: What about in art? You get respect from the players, from the fans, if you're a fan, but you better be knowledgeable if you're going to be the announcer. This is Jerry Lewis talking about how much he despises critics, but there is one that he respects. This is from the Dick Cavett Show. Jerry Lewis talking about Pauline kale the movie critic. Let's go to number one. Who else is good
1: in the red? Pauline kale yeah, she's never said a good thing about me yet. But you like her, dirty old broad. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably the most qualified critic in the world, because she cares about film and those that are involved in it. I wish I could really rap her, but I can't, because she's very, very competent. Mm. She knows what she's talking
0: about. Mm, number two, for a dirty old broad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she'll be crazy about me again. <laughs> uh, But I don't think that would influence her, do you? uh, Not her, no. Uh uh. No, she's going to say what she thinks. But there's a certain critic in New York, also a female, who has to, I must, of course, keep her nameless, who really is an incompetent. An incompetent. Oh, totally incompetent. I mean, she belongs in a banana factory. (laughs) You know, and one day I'm going to peel her. (laughs) I don't even know what
0: that means. I don't either. Let's hear from Pauline Cahill herself. Pauline Cahill on criticism, Rebecca, number five.
2: I think the more educated I got, the more willing I was to write like a kid. And I think this is an important aspect of criticism because most people who talk about the complexities of movies, it's because they're simple. Uh, and the, uh, I mean, movies are not that difficult. Uh, you can go, and if you can't understand the movie, generally it's because it's badly made. I mean, at a certain level of intelligence, there's no great hassle in the movies. Movies are not that deep a medium in most usages, and the greatest movies ever made can be understood at one seeing. And this idea that you have to go to them over and over and over again to get that gem of meaning, which really you got the first time, uh, is quite absurd.
0: Now number four.
2: I think they come to films later in life they don't go to movies as kids the way I did and so it's an educated response often they started with Ingmar Bergman or they start with even later figures now, they don't start with that kid sense of that stinks (laughs) And, and that's a very important sense to have but remember when I wrote about Bonnie and Clyde for the New Yorker I had over 20 years of writing about movies behind me
0: that review of Bonnie and Clyde 7,000 words. I mean, you could write long articles for the New Yorker, and that really launched her career. Uh, How about number six?
2: Only bad critics impose an academic formula, and one does not need to rationalize one's instincts. One's instincts are the sum total of one's mind and responses. If, if you can't respond fully and completely as a human being, there's something the matter with you if you're so split that you have to rationalize your instincts. I mean, presumably, if, if you're together at all, all of you is reacting together. I'm not some mechanist making a division between mind and instinct.
0: She fought with academics. There was a guy at the Village Voice named Andrew Saras, who I actually took a course with in college. Pass-fail. I almost failed the film class, thank you very much, but that's for another story. But it's just like Ken Burns talking about Michael Jordan. Let's just react in how great The Last Dance was and not be academic about it. I agree with her. Let's go to number seven.
2: Learn to respond as totally as possible and you know what you think of a film when you see it just as everybody in the audience does because everybody's a critic in that sense. The difference between somebody working in the field professionally is that I go home and I try to pull out of myself why I reacted that way because what I try to do in a review is make explicit what is implicit in my reactions because you react totally but then it's the hell of of trying to write how you got that way. I mean, why you felt the way you did, why you think it's important, uh, what in it struck you, and what you think is going to be important for other people, how the film's going to interact with an audience.
0: Wow. This is a fascinating subject. How did Vince Scully stay a Dodger fan and yet announce with class and with dignity the Dodger games? How did Chick Hearn do it? How did Dick Enberg do it? How did Pauline Cahill do it? And why is a surgeon like me, with a bias to do surgery, able to write a book to tell you how not to have surgery? It's a fascinating subject, and we'll get into it as the, as the show goes on. Coming up next, I want to get into a little bit about food. I've discovered a Clapper version of the Egg McMuffin that is something I've been eating all week that is so fantastic, and I also made a pecan pie for my wife's birthday, which was a disaster, and I'm going to tell you why. The clinic will be open. The number is 877 espn You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.